Welcome to the Hidden Orchard Podcast. On this podcast, we will explore the deeper concepts and the intersection of Jewish wisdom, the New Testament, and science. We will bring you fascinating insights from the ancient and modern sources, all with the goal of improving and getting the most out of life. Visit our website at thehiddenorchard.com to subscribe to our newsletter and get more information like this. Now, today's episode. In the Synoptic Gospels, there's a discussion regarding the behavior of Jesus' disciples. Some questioners make the claim that they spend less time engaged in fasting and prayer with the greater community. Though the Gospels themselves seem to indicate differently, it seems this dialogue provides an opportunity for a homiletic discourse. At first glance, the popular interpretation of these passages has become so entrenched, the heading of this section is called The Superiority of the New. Here, the translators are preemptively telling us that what is new is better than what is old. And of course, these chapter headings are not part of the original text. So these are added as a way of kind of curating and guiding us towards an outcome. We'll explore this, but we can already see the outcome of such a line of thinking. It sets out the contrast the Old Testament versus the New Testament. A footnote in the popular Net Bible translation reads, The meaning of the saying, new wine into new wineskins, is that the presence and teaching of Jesus was something new and signaled the passing of the old. It could not be confined within the old religion of Judaism, but it involved the inauguration and consummation of the kingdom of God. However, when we read these passages, we are immediately confronted with a tension that challenges this presupposition. It says, No one sews a patch of unshrunken cloth on an old garment because the patch will pull away from the garment and will tear the clothing. I recall in seminary many years ago, my professor taught the importance of clothing in first century Israel and in the world in general. Unlike modern culture where virtually everything is disposable, a person would make a regular habit of mending and patching the very few clothing items they owned. Disposing of the old is not so simple, nor does it seem to be what Jesus is teaching so far. It seems as if the old is worth keeping. What makes this passage challenging is the varied emphasis in each gospel account. For example, Luke's rendition seems to want to avoid destroying either of the garments, showing no favoritism to either the old or the new. Then we get to the second parable. In the three gospel accounts, they virtually render this section the same way. But we'll we'll quote from Matthew. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the skins burst and the wine is spilled out and the skins are destroyed. Instead, they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Again, there seems to once again be a need to preserve both the old and the new, finding a way to preserve them and maybe even bringing them forward together. The parables anchor us to the idea that the old garment and the old wineskin are still necessary. Considering the agricultural context in the Galilee and the numerous references to this occurrence of wineskins bursting in the Talmud, it seems that a bursting wineskin may have been a real problem in their time. One can imagine the immense problems this would cause when a wineskin, set aside for a libation offering, burst. Through many discussions, the rabbis developed guidelines to minimize this risk. Now, it's fair to say the wineskins in this parable may have some significance of their own. I will focus on the wine itself, as I believe this to be the primary subject of the teaching. We will see how metaphors unpacked in previous articles, particularly the one called Water to Wine, 
can be layered in for a more consistent understanding of what's going on here in the Gospel account. As a staple in the temple services, wine is given a special importance in Judaism. Therefore, wine and grape juice have a special blessing and are subject to halakhic instruction, that's Jewish law, in virtually every step of the production process. As we covered in that article about water to wine, particularly that which is old, has been viewed as a metaphor for the ancient Torah wisdom. Paradoxically, this old insight, this old wisdom, is very ancient, and it will be revealed later in the Messianic era. This also connects with the wine and joy of celebration, which it seems Jesus references through his mention of the bridegroom and the wedding celebration in the sentences leading up to this parable. It's grouped around the same concept. We're talking about Torah wisdom and the Messianic era. Applying this Midrashic framework, the wine, i.e. the wisdom of Torah, is not new. It's actually quite ancient, as we said. It only appears to be new because it's newly revealed. Generally, everyone knows aged wine is superior. The Talmud instructs that a master should not give a servant or a slave inferior wine, that is, new wine, while they themselves drink the aged wine. This brings a challenge to the prevailing assumption that Jesus is doing away with the old and giving new wine dominance over the aged. Thankfully, Luke's gospel alone makes the closing statement. Luke 5.39 No one, after drinking old wine, wants the new. For he says the old is most desirable. Now be aware, many translations will bend this statement, trying to tie it and anchor it back to the chapter heading. But in the text, it makes a very clear statement that people prefer the old. This key seems to unlock the parables. As a result, we might be able to catalog the earlier statements as common knowledge of winekeeping best practices. The net sum is the same as the clothing parable. With this clarification, we can accept that it is the old wine that people want to drink, and indeed they will find it to be the good wine when they do. Both the new and the old seem to be preserved and in some way combined here. This is not about replacement. As in similar arguments, the author is making the point that Jesus' teachings are not new or apostasy, but in fact a chiddush, but in fact a chiddush, a novel insight or innovation that is indeed grounded in Torah principles. The same assumption is featured in the statement of a new commandment I give you. Again, another article we have covered in the past. This subtle but important difference makes sense of this passage. In fact, the argument itself is not new in Judaism either. Similar arguments can be seen throughout time, particularly during the emergence of the Hasidic movement. At that time, opponents levied a similar charge, while Hasidic Jews argued that their ideas are not new or heretical, but are instead solidly grounded in Torah and the ancient hidden wisdom of Torah. Many Kabbalists teach that this hidden or secret dimension of Torah wisdom will begin to be taught as a means to bring forth the final redemption. In them are contained the instructions on how one can elevate and reveal their soul. In other words, the upgrade in consciousness that humanity will experience in the Messianic age will be through the careful dissemination of Jewish mysticism. A final thought to conclude, in the Mishnah we see a similar discussion. We read in Perkiavo, Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda says, One who learns from young ones is compared to what? To one who eats unripe grapes and drinks wine from its press. New wine. And one who learns from elders is compared to what? To one who eats ripe grapes and drinks aged wine. So we see the precedence here. 
Rabbi Meir says, Do not look at the jug, but rather at what is in the jug. For there are new jugs full of old, and old jugs that do not have even new within them. The outcome is the same. The aged wine is superior, but the vessel must be considered before pouring. Further, we learn that the outer appearance of the wineskin can be deceiving. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information like this, again, visit our website, thehiddenorchard.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter and look out for other articles posted there throughout the weeks. Reach out to us and let us know what you think of the show. Until next time, have a great week.